Hello and welcome to Android's Amazing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Hunter Van Leerup, and James is not here is why I'm doing the intro. So James is a little under the weather. Um, he got a little sick, not COVID. He's fine. Uh, but he lost his voice and he wasn't able to record last week. And we tried to reschedule, but we never got around to it. His wife went into surgery. She's also okay. A different kind of surgery. She's fine. And just a lot of stuff's been happening over at the Santana house. So uh, I took over to do the podcast with the only guest star that's available every single time we ask him <laughs> always in always <laughs> always not, not your illustrious sidekick this time no apparently. not the illustrious sidekick the man the myth the legend is john sansone <laughs> ladies and gentlemen boys and girls kryptonians and atlanteans of all ages my name is john sansone of the mcu beyond affinity podcast a show where fellow like-minded marvelites assemble to discuss review theorize and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and beyond. Thank beyond. you again, Hunter, for giving me a call today. No, thank you for filling in, man. I know it was last second. I texted you this morning because James texted me yesterday like, hey, my voice isn't great. If I'm good tomorrow, we'll record. If not, you got to ask. You got to fill in. You got to either get John or somebody. And I was like, I know John watched Shazam. So at least I have that. So I texted I you this morning like, hey. Can you be on? If you're not, it's okay. And you're like, yeah, man. Yeah. And then <laughs> so. I took a shit at work. So I got a text from you and said, yeah, I could do that. I yeah. will do whatever I can to talk about Shazam Fury of the Gods because I feel like no one is talking about oh Shazam God, no, Fury I, of the Gods. I feel like you're the only podcast besides us now that talked about it. I think Comics and Chronic did it as well. All right. Um, shout out Comics and Chronic. Yeah. I love them. Love those guys. Um, uh, I'll, I'll get, I'll interview Anthony soon. But um, I saw the Fortress of Solid dudes. I didn't listen to it because I wanted to um do my our episode first always a good idea yeah. I, I, I don't want to steal stuff you know <laughs> yo i feel so bad because there are youtube channels that like i really mm -hmm. love like i used to love screen crush mm -hmm. and even like new rock stars and heavy yeah. spoilers and all those guys you know i love those channels mm -hmm. but i can't watch them until we do our shows yeah, so i mean i know we're not as big as like those guys but oh, like at the same time if you say something smart my brain will be like, bring up what John said. I'd probably credit you, but I'd still be stealing what you were saying. So 100%. I like to just do our episodes first and then listen to all the podcasts that I have stocked up on uh, the the movies that we're going to talk about. <laughs> and then kick yourself for not saying whatever oh, yeah, Ryan Airy didn't say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I haven't listened to Fortress of Solid Dudes yet, but I bet it's good. I saw that it was like three hours and I was like, yep, that makes sense. And we were like, <laughs> This is going to be our shortest episode ever because I love this movie, but I don't have anything to talk about. And because then... like it's it's just a Shazam sequel. There's it's like great. like the villains are new. Yeah, like they're not in the comic books, and they're not that cool. But that's and, not and important. They're okay. Yeah, the, the actresses are great though. Yeah, yeah, and Lucy Liu acting like Rita Repulsa flying a magic <laughs> dragon was pretty cool. Yeah, a magic dragon made of trees. Yeah, like... that, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> but like, and and just. It just feels like it's a Shazam sequel, but no one's talking about it because I think and we'll get into this with some of the news. Sure. The DCU slash DCEU or whatever it's called now has been changed. I think the DCEU and it wasn't Black this. Adam. I feel like they buried this movie. Well, so. because it's it, it's something that isn't against the plans that they're doing, but also not something that's for the plans that they're doing. Yeah. Um, do you think that? the audience like the general 
film-going audience and fans of these things has lost interest in this film and Black Adam. And I don't believe what, in superhero fatigue. I don't but either. I do but believe in just media controversies in a way not the zachary levi versus the rock nonsense whatever's going on like the heavily edited zach levi video i don't care about that i'm talking about like everybody knows that the dc films have been very mediocre at best with some standouts like shazam one wonder woman zach snyder's justice league as much as it's annoying it's a decent film and um you know the suicide squad oh and the, yeah the suicide squad peacemaker i love those we've talked about them a hundred times yeah, you just said like the dceu movies have been better but well, every they, single they've movie... gotten better recently every for a while movie, they were not great every single movie you just mentioned is better than pretty much every other marvel movie other than like like a handful (laughs) the first black panther and then like maybe infinity war you know what i mean like yeah i loathe man of steel i loathe batman v superman and i loathe the first suicide squad movie. i like man of steel a lot only because it was the first superman movie i saw in live action like i've seen the other ones now but like my dad was like you know, he's like, none of these are connected. He's like, just go watch this one. And then when we came home after Man of Steel, I saw Brandon Routh, Superman Returns. Oh, really? That's a fun one to start with, considering yeah. it, like a sequel made 30 well, yeah, I, years I didn't, after no, so, so, tiny lie. I didn't see Man of Steel first. I saw it return, Superman Returns in theaters when I was a baby. Like a baby. Yeah, I saw Superman yeah. I mean, what, 2006, so I was... 11 yeah i was nine? in college yeah, nine, I, was in college, yeah. yeah I, I was either nine or 11 whatever math is yeah. um and i remember seeing that in theaters and going i feel like i'm missing stuff but i know who superman is from tv shows so i get it yeah exactly they i didn't realize you, it was a sequel reboot kind they of teach you in kindergarten like this is superman and he doesn't like kryptonite like, yeah. you know what I like mean? he fights lex Luthor. yeah and uh, he's he's got every power like yeah. <laughs> actually it's funny i saw um Superman 2 mm-hmm. when I was a baby with my mom in the movie theaters mm-hmm. and was apparently like a Superman nut as like a really mm-hmm. little kid and my mom walked out of that movie like crying at the theaters mm-hmm. in Queens when I was growing up and was pregnant with my sister mm-hmm. and said we should name her Clark Kent if it's a boy <laughs> and my dad a notoriously not too cool guy was like no fucking way and she's like well let's if it's a girl let's name her lois lane sansone and he's like no fucking way so my mom <laughs> snuck it in and my sister's name is margo shout out margo after margo kidder the first oh, nice. lois lane yeah yeah, yeah. so superman has run awesome. in our blood for for many many years you know but- i've always been a big superman fan but like the movie's the only ones I ever got to see in theaters were Superman Returns, but I was too young to even remember that. And Man of Steel, which was an origin story because Returns really wasn't. So yeah. this is the first time besides comic books and the Justice League TV show and the Superman sure. animated show where sure, I got sure, to sure. see the origin in live action. And I I mean, besides the Kevin Costner tornado thing, I love I love Man of Steel. Oh, and I, 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 people are like, oh, the great whatever. Zach, they chose Zack Snyder, whatever. Like Superman kills Zod, there's no other option, you know. Like there, you get pushed to a point where you gotta kill. <laughs> it's a comic book. You can literally it's a comic think, book too. You can think I know of any option. You I mean, be like, I was I flew him into the sun. Like, I was kind of pissed option. that no Phantom Zone. Yeah, pissed at that. Like, but I also- knew about the Phantom Zone from like the TV shows, and I know that's how he handles Zod most of the time. So I was like, why didn't you just fucking go to the Fortress yeah. of Solitude, have Jimmy Lois? Anybody you trust, even your mom, your ghost dad, yeah, your ghost dad, crypto, erratic, there, there's <laughs> stuff in the Fortune Solitude you could have used. Well, Literally what, anything. What's that robot guy, Kellex? Kellex, yeah. Kellex have him, 
have him because I think he was in the movie. Have him point the phantom ray gun or the phantom zone gun at Zod and shoot him with it. It's comic books. But Zack Snyder wanted to make it realistic, blah, 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 whatever. whatever I, like, Mike, I, I like Man of Steel. That's one of the only ones that I'll like go to bat I, for. But I otherwise, lo- like it was Rocky for a while. I loathe that uh, Pa Kent and Ma Kent are such assholes in it. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like Ma Kent's not too bad. Ma Kent has a line in that movie that says, uh, be their savior, be their hero. Or don't, because they don't owe you. Don't owe them a fucking thing, basically. And I was like, "What a shitty thing for this lady to say!" Like that's such well, I mean, a shitty thing. It comes off as like, uh, like besides the grounded, edgy realism that Zack Snyder brings to the table, it's just this line, like you know, you technically don't owe anybody anything, but. Yeah. As Uncle Ben taught us, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Superman, you got to do something. Yeah, and he be does. the better oh, person. You're Superman. Come on, you know what I mean. Don't like, make out with your girlfriend on a pile of corpses <laughs> after causing seventy five nine eleven. So you know what I mean. It's so crazy. It that, happens. You yeah. know. But, don't kill Jimmy Olsen immediately. Like, yeah, don't shoot Jimmy Olsen in the face. Especially because the actor they got to play him is fucking awesome. I is love he? him. He, he's not like a huge, huge actor, but he's in like a bunch of comedies and stuff. Let me pull up his name. I feel bad all right, for that. All right, all right. Off the spot. But still, like, he's great. Aside from those, and even you can talk about, you know, people love those movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Suicide Squad, like... I just like James Gunn a lot, though. Yeah, well. I mean, Suicide Squad, the first one, the David Arrow Oh, one. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like Michael Cassidy, Wonder Woman, he was Jimmy yeah. Olsen. yeah, yeah, he's he's great. But yeah. like Wonder Woman, great superhero movie. Oh, Wonder Aquaman. Woman is my, one of my favorite DCEU films. It's, it's probably one of like, the best one. Yeah, that's like one of my favorites too. And mm-hmm. um, because besides you know, it being a connected DC movie, it's also like like so before Quantum Mania came out, I rewatched the Ant Man movies. And besides like the whole Falcon situation, like. It's a standalone Ant Man movie. Can you yeah, believe that? Like, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah. exist on we their own. We got an era. Aquaman movie. We got a Shazam movie. Like I'm. That's why I like a lot of these comic book movies, even though like Fear of the Gods, all things considered, not amazing. Do I like it? Yes. Was there a cop out at the end? We'll talk about it. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say. Do you think going back to my question, like, do you think that? It's not superhero fatigue, but it's the general public knowing that this movie doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, and it's not leading but towards DC's Avengers maybe. or something. Maybe, right? Maybe. So, from what we know about the DCEU, DCU situation is James Gunn said things won't all be different. Batman, <laughs> Superman, Wonder Woman, they said will likely, on the Wonder Woman side at least, we're still not a positive... Well, those will likely be their last appearances will be Flash, because I know Wonder Woman's going to pop up in that one. Oh, is she? Um, she's Yeah, because they're doing Flashpoint kind of. Yeah. Uh, Jason Momoa is supposed to be in there too, but that's yep. rumor. Um, so those will be like their last official appearances before Flashpoint happens and everything gets retconned into the new DCU that James Gunn is doing. But he said people will carry over. He basically said everybody from Peacemaker will be in the new stuff everything that's mine everything that's there. his is there yeah. but he said he's keeping things like aquaman is gonna stay yeah it, blue exactly. beetle is gonna stay yeah he said shazam might stay yeah like if people like it and it's making money yeah. like it, whether it exists in the same universe as the things that james gunn is doing mm-hmm. or they still make these movies and they're just imagine they're just movies with characters they're just like they don't have connective tissue they just exist on their own the way stories work (laughs) 
you know like it's it's yeah, great. Not everything and, has to be super duper connected like besides the wonder woman scene in shazam and the end credits obviously mm-hmm. that movie is basically like they talk about superman and batman and wonder woman and there's that dream sure. sequence but like if you're watching a Shazam movie, you know he's a DC character. Mentioning Batman, Superman, and et cetera makes sense. Sure. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And they, they, like, they name drop Aquaman, and they're like, he's so cool and buff and awesome. Like, when he's talking to the psycho- the kid's therapist or whatever. It's like a, a sandalwood candle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I like, you can say these things because you know as a viewer, not even knowing it's a connected cinematic universe, you know that it's made from a DC comic, and yeah. you know that those characters are real. 100%. Well, in, in that world. I mean, with that being said, one of the big news items that mm-hmm. we have on the docket this week is that James Gunn came out and said he will be directing uh, the Superman movie that's going to kickstart his official phase of the new and improved DC yeah. Cinematic Universe. Around January when they announced everything, he was just supposed to be writing it. And then eventually he said that. So the way he does things from what he said is he he writes a bunch of movies, but he doesn't always direct everything he writes. Because yeah. sometimes you just got to feel what you want to do. And he said after writing it out and talking with Peter, because Peter was pushing him to direct this movie. Cool. But he didn't, he didn't want to tarnish any legacy because he loved Superman. Yep. So he said eventually he found the vision he wanted and he decided to direct it himself. So he's directing Superman Legacy, which pulls from All-Star Superman, but it's also an origin story, uh, which is currently set to release July 11th, 2025. And All-Star Superman, technically an origin story with those beautiful four panels in the very first (laughs) page (laughs) where it's like doomed world, hopeful parents, you know, good kid Superman or whatever, you know, like those infamous four panels. like. Um, the way he announced it on Twitter was so sweet and endearing. Oh yeah, because he's like, I didn't realize that I announced it on my dad's birthday, like, oh. or no, the the release date, July eleventh, is his dad's birthday. So mm-hmm. it's just like his brother had to text him, and he was just like, he announced it's like a seven eight tweet thread on Twitter and Instagram, and he was just saying like, you know, I, I didn't want to do it, but I the more I kept writing it and thinking about it, the more I wanted to. Everybody was pushing me to do it, so I'm finally gonna do this movie and everybody's like you should make bloodsport shoot superman (laughs) because of the line (laughs) and the official uh statement from warner brothers says superman legacy tells the story of superman's journey to reconcile his kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing as clark kent of smallville kansas he is the embodiment of truth justice and the american way guided by human kindness in a world that he sees as old fashioned. And I'm just like, or a world that sees his kindness as old fashioned. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, cause that, he's a boy scout. That sounds like the perfect mm-hmm. Superman movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's and exactly what I want. Superman legacy is awesome. Yeah. Great title. Yeah. I'm uh, a fan of superhero movies with titles. Like don't get me wrong. I like an Iron Man or a sure. Captain America, but I yeah. like more a Captain America, the first Avenger, you know, I like me a nice subtitle. And Again, like Superman is, you know, the the Zack Schneider rendition of Superman has a lot of fans, but even Schneider came out and said, like, I'm not the biggest Superman guy. You can kind of tell, you know, for a paycheck, basically. I mean, I don't know if it was for a paycheck. I don't know why. Schneider. No, but uh, I did jump the gun a little bit when I said that. But like some people just, you know, have an idea for a movie. And if people like it, then it comes out. Exactly. Like, exactly. But he had an idea for a Superman universe because of the MCU kicking off. So they were like, just go, 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 go. And he yeah, was like, cool. Like, what if we do Superman, but 
it's the Christopher Nolan grounded. What if Superman existed yeah. in a cynical post nine eleven world? There's this uh, YouTuber that I follow. My buddy Billy turned me on to him. His name is Patrick H. Willems. You probably know him. Oh, I love that yeah, guy. He did um, the Zack Snyder video, the Himbo Autor. Yes, he, he did. Ta- it... And he talks about how like Zack Snyder was like this dude, bro, who did music videos, and then got his shot at you know, a movie for himself and then mm-hmm. got a shot at Watchmen and then he got a sh- uh, 300 and then it was Watchmen and then Sucker Punch and then uh, Man of Steel. Yep. And then like he was just he, he did three movies before he got a franchise. Like not everybody does that. James Gunn did like six indie movies before he got Guardians of the Galaxy and nobody believed in that movie at all. James Gunn had to write a movie that was directed by Zack Schneider. Never forget. he. Which one was that? Uh, Dawn of the Dead, the remake oh, of Dawn yeah, of the Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the, they worked together on that one. James Gunn originated that script. It got passed off to Schneider. There's a lot of things in it that Schneider obviously changed. Um, but, again, like, James Gunn was still up and coming, and he was in mm-hmm. the industry for 10 years before. He did Scooby-Doo. Yeah. He did Scooby-Doo saying. movies. <laughs> yeah, he worked for Trauma, like, a company that, like, I have that worked for. Uh, that was Slither, right? Uh, no, that was no. Uh, Tromeo and Juliet, my friend. <laughs> um, Troma is a trash company from New Jersey who makes movies with budgets that make porn look modest. Did um, they do Toxic Avenger? They did do Toxic okay. Avenger. That's I, was, I know Troma did a film that I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, Probably a couple, but I know Toxie is a big one. Yeah, one of the movies, uh, this is where I plug something. I uh, scored a film called Anatomia, which I Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I believe it might be available on YouTube through Troma's channel now, but I did write all the music for it, and Troma did the distribution. And, like, you know, we made that movie for no money, like, in houses on Long Island. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I scored part of it on, like, an iPhone. Like, we, you know, that was real (laughs) micro budget filmmaking. And, uh, you know, Troma, that's the kind of company they are. And that's the kind of mm-hmm. background that James Com- James Gunn uh, comes working from. Yeah, so, which is like, why a lot of his movies have, like, gross little monsters in it. <laughs> not just gross little monsters. At the end of the day, like, a lot of his movies just have, like, they have heart for big budget films. And oh, yeah. You can tell they were made by a human being. Dude, Guardian, like, all the Guardians movies make me cry. Make you cry. And they're superhero movies. About Rocket Raccoon. Dude, I, if he's going to die in volume three, and I'm going to cry so hard. I know. It, it's, it's, Dude, it's the trailer tears crazy. me up. The new trailer they released that is that plays during like John Wick and Shazam and all the movies that are in theaters right now. Yeah. Um, where Rocket's like, and we're gonna fly away together, and I'm like, mm, oh yeah, like holding back tears. Or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, because like I can imagine that scene is like him talking to the otter chick. I think her name is Layla or Lila. Yep. Like his girlfriend who doesn't come with him because she either dies or gets stuck and he gets to escape. That is, I feel like that's the line. Like, you know, and we're going to me and you will escape and you know, we'll go to the great beyond. And like, it's just I know that uh, they, they're going to kill Rocket and I'm not ready. I know I'm not ready <laughs> either. But still, like he made you care for those characters. And like, yeah, yeah he made me su- care for Yondu, a fucking Guardians 3000 nobody who they reinvented to be Michael Rooker. But yeah, period. I was about to say, like, he's not even he's not even Michael, Yondu, Rooker, Michael Rooker. <laughs> yeah, Michael Rooker helped. Yeah. Oh, he's Rooker. a great actor. But like, like the fact that I cared when Yondu died was like huge. <laughs> Michael Rooker it might be the great character actor, and he's the patron saint. We have two. Oh, I'm a Woody Harrelson saints. guy, but oh, really over Rooker, it's it's tough. I, yeah. it's, I think it's because Woody works more. Woody does work more, but uh, Rooker makes trash, and uh, I love cool. we love trash. 
I love Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer so much. That movie <laughs> freaks me out so bad. And it's like literally the most disturbing movie I've ever seen. And whenever I see Rooker pop up, I'm like, fuck yeah, that guy. Yeah, I like I, it when he pops up. He's a fun guy. I love a craggly faced uh <laughs> like when we did our Beyonders year end mm-hmm. award show, like our best of the year, mm-hmm. we had a um a category for best uh the Michael Rooker award for outstanding achievement by a craggly faced character actor who looks like a human potato man and uh that's fucked up man yeah we had like nominees like brendan gleason from oh uh, yeah yeah Yeah, looks like a craggly potato man he does Uh, the uh the guy rory kinnear who played all the men in the movie men uh oh like, yeah rory kinnear's got a uh, is he related to greg kinnear in any way or no i don't know he's got a squishy it's a very, potato unique, face. It's a very unique last night yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah we had a, oh we actually put colin farrell for the penguin performance in there too oh he's great yeah he's the man he won the year for me we did who won the year <laughs> colin <laughs> farrell colin farrell won the year yeah um for both playing the penguin and the banshees obviously so yeah he also did a few other movies but they're not as notable after yang is great man after yang's good voyagers is fine yeah totally totally big colin farrell guys right here on the show the other dc love us a colin farrell love it the other dc news is um those pictures of harley quinn by lady gaga how do you feel about this joker too I like the first one, so I'm down for the second one, but I also know that it's not like a comic book movie. It's like an actual movie, if that makes sense. I It, it makes sense, and I get it, but also it is a comic book movie. That's oh, like no, no, no. Movie. I believe, like, you know, the wackiness of, like, the... Because the first movie wears its... Um... Influences, honestly. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, Taxi obviously, Driver, yeah, Taxi Driver it's a comedy. comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, just Joker in general with its, like, kind of outlook. And... Like, I get it, but this movie, I don't know. I feel like it's going to step on its own footing. Because, like, I feel like Joker Joker getting a movie where he's the protagonist is insane. And then following it up with a sequel with Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn yep. is just, like, it's so insane. Like, I, I'm excited for the movie, but, like, it's so insane. Well, I mean, Travis and I on our podcast talk about it all the time, and I always say... DC's cash cows right now. If you like they're they're Mount Rushmore of things that make money for DC. I don't even think Superman's in the top five. It's Batman and Joker. It's Batman, Joker, Harley Quinn, and maybe like Aquaman, right? Because yeah, Aquaman, like, Aquaman made a million made, and a half dollars. Aquaman made a bill, but then the Harley Quinn movie did fine, but the the Suicide Squad and I'm talking about like uh, Wonder Harley... Woman eighty four, like they got a little shafted. But like people wore fucking Harley Quinn shirts from Hot Topic and shit. Oh yeah, well, that and, was from and, the first Suicide Squad movie because Margot Robbie's great, but also they made her like wear no clothes. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like in general, Daddy's little monster. <laughs> this, uh, like I didn't like the first Joker movie because really, not at all, not at all. Um, wow, I, I, I didn't love it, but I liked it. I thought it was good. Like I went in there thinking, because obviously the trailer makes it look like. You know, the it, the trailer doesn't lie. It looks like the Joker movie. Yeah. But like, I went in there just going like, all right, you know, this will be a Joker solo film, but yeah. not connected at all. And then I watched it and I came out very thoroughly surprised. I was like, oh, that was an entertaining movie. Like, I'll watch another one. I think that movie is really well made, really well photographed. Well, Todd Phillips is good. 
And Joaquin Phoenix, um, that's what I'm saying. Really well acted. Mm -hmm. The music's great, and it's very effective for what it's trying to do. Yeah, but I don't find any sincerity in what it's trying to do. Kind of like everything it's well, society. That's what I'm saying. Everything it's doing has been done almost in the exact same way, and you know, it's literally Taxi Driver meets Kings of Comedy. But DC, like it's basically that. But here's the thing, like Taxi Driver and King of Comedy and those those early Scorsese movies and those Abel Ferreira movies and all the things that it's cribbing from, like legitimately cribbing from, you know, those have these totally reprehensible, I'll call them protagonists for the sake of using a word, you know, but main characters who are scumbags, like you are not rooting for them. But there's a small part of you that's saying, like, fuck, I hate that. I kind of know how this guy feels right now. Like, you watch Taxi Driver and, like, Travis Bickle sucks. But there's part of you that's like, fuck, I felt like that. And now I feel like an asshole for feeling like that. (laughs) But then Joker, like, kind of taking his side, kind of. You know what I mean? That movie. Oh, by the end of it, you know. Yeah. By the end of it. Just a little. Like, right before he shoots him, like. I'm on his side, but then when he shoots him, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of out now. You were like, out. You kind of fucked up your. Uh, you kind of fucked up your your whole thing. Your whole. But point. a lot of the audience is still with him, and and they're yeah. like, yeah, but that's I, the society aspect of it. Travis, I mean, Hunter, do you think it's a good thing to have a movie? And I don't want to sound like a woke asshole, or something, <laughs> but like, do you think it's a good thing where you're making a piece of media? where you're telling your audience and manipulating your audience through like actual artistry to root for a mentally ill person who says, I've had enough. Listen to me. I need attention. And his best outlet is going on television and shooting someone in the fucking face. Yeah. Shooting not, not just like a random person, like a G- Jimmy, like imagine going and going on Jimmy Fallon and killing him. Yeah, imagine that's, that's what happened. Like that's wild. <laughs> imagine like going to a protest and shooting someone in the face and going on television and saying, "Hey, I'm a good guy, Kyle Rittenhouse," or like something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like those kinds of things. Like we see school mm. shootings every day, and those killers, their faces are put up in the media, and we're saying, "Oh my god, fuck these scumbags!" And this movie's saying, "Like root for that guy," Dude, and like not telling you not it's, to. It's like it's like the Scream one and two plot lines. Yeah, it's just like you know. Just blame it on the movies. Blame it on the movies. Peer pressure. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's weird. It doesn't take anyone's side. Like, and Mm. it like it it like takes Joaquin Phoenix's side, and I just think that's kind of weird. And there's something off putting about it. I mean, and this new film is supposed to have like musical aspects of it. I was just Gaga. Okay, so this. I think she looks like Lady Gaga, who tried to dress up like Harley Quinn. But then again. Joaquin Phoenix is Joaquin like uh, Arthur Fleck Joker is Joaquin Phoenix who looks like the Joker like it's not like Jared Leto became the Joker even though he's a bad take honestly like but he like you can't really tell like oh that's Jared Leto you're like oh that's the Joker you know like I'm like that's Joaquin Phoenix but then again you see him in and out of the makeup as opposed to Joker who's you know yeah I if this movie is what you know the blank check movie, you know, the quote unquote, it's blank definitely check a blank movie. check movie. It made so much money that like, whatever. Exactly. But if Todd Phillips cashes his blank check 
on a DC comic book adaptation of a really depressing first fucking movie and makes this like a weird Martin Scorsese musical with DC comic book. I think if they push the musical aspect of it, this movie and the franchise will go down in history as like wild shit, wild shit. That's what I'm saying. I didn't like the first Joker. I am. I think it's fine if you like it because I get it. Like it's really well done. That movie's really well done. Mm -hmm. I just have my personal things, which I just went on my soapbox about. If this movie is batshit crazy, they spend all this money and that's what happens, I am game, dude. <laughs> I just want to yeah. see it go down in flames like chaos. Yeah, you know? Like when Lady Gaga was cast, at first my initial reaction was why? But she's one of those people that there are very few celebrities that I don't follow their career, but I have a fascination for just because they're insane. Like. Miley Cyrus, I've seen Hannah Montana, but I don't follow her career after that because I sure. was a kid. Like, I find Miley Cyrus fascinating. I find Tony Hawk. I'm not a skater. I'm a sure. freaking chubby white guy. Yep. Like, I find Tony Hawk fascinating. Yeah. Like, there are just some celebrities, Gaga included, where I'm just like, I don't care what you do, but when you do it, you do not stop yourself. You just go. I love it. And I, I, I have a weird fascination with Brendan Fraser. Like I love him as an actor, but sure. His comeback story is more fascinating than his entire career. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get it. Wild. I get it. I had that nice end cap with the Academy Award. Oh yeah, for awesome. sure. He could yeah. retire and just be like, live high for now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there are just some celebrities that just fascinate me in ways that are very hard to explain. And I'm just like, this is cool. So like when Gaga got cast, I was like, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm down, you know, yeah. I was hesitant at first because I was like, has she done acting? And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, she kind of did. So, yeah, cool. Did you see A Star is Born? Uh, no, but I heard she was fantastic. I don't want to cry. Like, I yeah. know that movie's, like, sad. I love Bradley Cooper. Oh, Cradley like, Blooper? Just... He's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I just know that movie. Like, that's one of those movies that's just, it's a sad movie, and I just don't like going into movies that I know are going to be sad. Like, Guardians is different besides being 37 movies in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Guardians is different. You don't know Guardian besides that, like, you know, the trailers are obviously like, this is going to be sad. But mm-hmm. A Star is Born, it's based off a real story, right? Uh, like, no, there's... Oh, no, it's a the, remake of a movie. This is the fourth remake there. of a movie. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. Well, there are Blooper. movies you go in and you're just like, oh, this is sad. Yeah, it's about suicide. Like, like, I can't Cr- watch... Um, uh, oh, my God. What's the one with uh, Manchester by the Sea? Oh, that's a bummer. Like, I, I love the cast, but I cannot watch the movie because I know I'm going to cry like a baby. Yeah, that's a brutal one. And Star like, The Whale, Born. I'm hesitant on The Whale. Like, yeah, I know it's sad, and I love my boy, friend, Brendan Fraser, but I don't want to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, again, Star is Born was the fourth remake of a movie that's been made since the 1930s, directed by and written by Cradley Blooper, direct, uh, starring Cradley Blooper mm-hmm. with Lady Gaga in her first performance. And it's, awesome like it's not her first performance she did um american horror story hotel first oh yeah yeah her first and then she won like an emmy or something or like an oh yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, theatrical performance yes yeah but still like for the first hour and a half of that two-hour movie it's like a 10 out of 10 it loses a little bit of steam but like that movie's good and like i didn't like house of gucci but like she's good in that that movie yeah Yeah, she's good in that movie she talks like super mario It's crazy. They should have got Adam Driver or Jared Leto canceled to play Mario. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. And I hear Chris Pratt's going to do good, but we'll see. Yeah. I just think Adam Driver should be in fucking everything. I love that guy. Dude, and I, 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 I haven't seen 45 it. yet. Have you? It's 65. Whatever. I, haven't, I heard it's bad, but I, but it looks so 
it looks like center, like it looks like it's cocaine bear. Like I, I don't know if I said it on mic. I think I said it off mic, but like cocaine bear is on that level of that's a movie theater movie. Like that's a movie. Sixty five yeah. is a movie. It's about humans that crash land on Earth and cause the dinosaurs to go extinct. I, don't know. I think Adam, like Adam Driver fights dinosaurs with a gun in it. It's Adam yeah, Driver like, as and he Turok. finds a child. Okay, cool. <laughs> like okay, Sounds sign good. me up. Yeah, weird, weird uh, career move for one of the most prestigious actors in Hollywood. But well, okay, it's, it's kind of like um, I know Daniel Radcliffe isn't as prestigious as Driver person. He is though. Yeah, like, he's just not he as like, acclaimed. Yeah, yeah. But like Daniel Radcliffe. After he did his Harry Potter, he made enough money. He's like, I made money. He's like, I don't care. He's like, I do movies that I think are fun. Yeah, he did Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man, Guns Akimbo, uh, Lost City. Those movies are just him unhinged. Yeah. Pattinson still. Pattinson doing also doing unhinged stuff. He did Twilight. He made enough money to not work ever again. And then he just reinvigorated his career with weird shit. Yeah, but imagine if, like, instead of now he's doing, Batman. Instead of doing the Batman, you did this movie where you fight dinosaurs. <laughs> That's what Adam Driver. <laughs> I mean, did. yeah, Adam Driver. He started off in like sitcoms, and then he went in to be Star Wars, yeah, and then, then he, now he's doing dinosaur Wars. movies. <laughs> yeah, and then he did won like Academy Awards, and now he's doing dinosaur. Yeah, movies. but I mean, Oscar Isaac does shit like that too. Like he did sure. Sucker Punch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like he did Inside Lul Davis, which is a little wild. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a though. Cohen movie, so yeah, it's, it's you know, kind of like Artur nonsense that Oscar Isaac does. But there are just some films that you're just like, why did you do this? Oh, because it's fun. I get it. You yeah, know? I get it. I get it. What other news do we have? Other news. Let's finish off the DC news with uh, retconning for comic books. So Heroes in Crisis, huge controversial comic by Tom King and, uh, oh man, not Mitch Gerards. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, but with the Heroes anyway, in Crisis? Yes, the Heroes of Crisis. So, The Flash, number 795. Um, while it, something happens in the main storyline for the last uh, the Minute War, but the okay. biggest thing is he finds out that other DC characters cheated death by going to, like, a separate universe or a separate world. Uh -huh. And it's every character he killed in Heroes in Crisis. Lagoon <laughs> Boy, Commander Steel, Blue Jay Protector, Hotspot, Narc, Gunfire, the Tattooed Man, and Red Devil. Those are all the characters that died and weren't automatically brought back to life, like Poison Ivy or Roy Harper, who was brought back years later. But still, like Jesus. those are all the remaining characters that were dead that Wally killed by accident in his Heroes in Crisis book. That they're just like, turns out they live in like this weird Nexus Point world that was created after you killed them. And I'm like, sure, whatever, bring them all back. I like Hotspot. I wanted to put him in a Teen Titans book anyway, so I was gonna make him come back to life anyway. So I'm glad someone did it for me. You know, Jesus. <laughs> if I ever get to write Teen Titans, now I now I don't gotta work that hard. <laughs> That's so, just yeah. so crazy that it was just so soon. Like, I mean, to be fair, Here's Crisis came out in what 2016. Heroes in Crisis, Crisis came out in 2022, bro. 2018. What are you talking? Here's no. Oh, was it? 2018. Yeah. Here's yeah. Are you thinking? Um. Oh no. 2018 to 2019. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking so, Dark Crisis. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. This book came out only a few years ago, and they're already retconning everything. And to be fair, comic books retcon. Not everybody dies forever. Blah blah blah. I get it. But like, Heroes in Crisis was so controversial. But like, all these characters that they brought back, like barring like, um commander steel because he was in legends of tomorrow okay and lagoon boy who was in um young justice nobody's important arsenal poison ivy lagoon boy oh, no, commander like steel. arsenal poison ivy those they came back earlier okay the, this specific issue but this issue has 
the other characters who aren't important. Like Hotspot was in like three issues of comic books and then Teen Titans show barely. Yeah, Tattooed Man. Yeah, I barely know Tattooed (laughs) Man. I barely know Red Devil. You don't know Gnark? I don't. I, I know Gnark by name, not by character. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't know Gunfire. I only know Blue Jay and Protector from yeah. Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. Lagoon yeah. Boy, like I said, and uh, Commander Steel were from Young yeah. Justice and Legends of Tomorrow. So, like, those characters are like non sequitur characters. Who gives a shit if they're alive or dead? But people cared so much that the Heroes in Crisis was so bad because Wally characterization. I get it, but like. Like they, they retcon them back to life, like in spite. I don't know. This is like an industry thing. I don't want to get too involved because I don't want to blacklist myself. But like, don't retcon something just because the fans are whining about it. Like, figure out a way to make it not like this. Just seems like a forced ret, a forced retcon where it's like, look, they're all alive. Who cares? Yeah, because it takes strange. away Wally's guilt. And using the Flash always. I mean, I guess it's better than Dr. Manhattan, I Jeff mean, Johns, but... I mean, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Wally killed them, so I understand why they're using the Flash to retcon it, because Wally did it. But, like, yeah. Wally's whole character arc for the last... Since then has been, I killed all these people, I suck. Mm. Now they're just like, just kidding, they've been alive the whole time. So character-wise, it's just like a backstep, personally. But I'm not a huge Wally West fan besides the Justice League TV show. I'm a Barry I, fan. because I'm a big Wally movie. West fan because as a kid, I didn't know who Barry Allen was. Like, because well, he I, died before you started reading, right? Yeah, he died like a couple of years into my life, you know? Yeah. So when I started reading comics, The Flash was Wally. And I really liked um, the Grant Morrison Justice League mm-hmm. run. And that was like the return of, you know, like the big seven. And yeah. we had um, Wally West and Kyle Rayner. And I always loved how they would be hanging around to be like, yo, it's crazy that we're in the room with Batman right now. Yeah. You know, like, and you'd have those two guys like, I shouldn't be here. You know, because yeah, well, I mean? they're like the young guys. But like with Barry Allen and Wally, like I knew Wally was the Flash in the animated TV show. But I was like, whatever. Sure. You know, Hal Jordan isn't John Stewart. Like, I know the difference um, between like characters and their sure, sure, sure. slash replacements when they die yeah, 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 yeah. but like the first comic book i because i knew when new 52 was coming out because my dad was excited he's like oh sweet new jumping on play cool so stoked when new 52 so i didn't out. read flash rebirth where they literally brought wally back to life but i did read flashpoint flashpoint's like my first ever comic that i read by myself neat like i didn't wasn't read to me by my dad or and that's like, when you got into comics yeah. New 52 yeah well because it was a lot easier to read flash because my dad said if you read flashpoint it sets you up for the new 52 and yeah, you'll like, understand oh, that there's a larger universe, yeah. and then you'll start right from scratch. Yeah. So, except for Batman and Green Lantern, because yeah, for some well, reason they were around. Yeah. yeah. Some people, you know, they get to stay. Yeah. So with <laughs> with the Flash, like my first Flash besides media was Barry Allen. So when I found out that it was Wally, I was like, ah, whatever. Like, you know, Barry's sure. my guy. And then they did the TV show, which is Barry in name, but Wally and a lot of the rest. Sure. So. I'm just a Barry guy now. And unfortunately, when um, Barry Allen stopped being the main character of the Flash books, I stopped reading the Flash comics. Interesting. Now, I don't not like Wally. I just prefer Barry because That's who you grew besides up with. who I grew up with, Barry's a cop who becomes a superhero sure. and uses his forensic stuff to like solve crimes and also yeah. moves really fast. Wally's just like a guy. <laughs> I love Wally. He's just like an everyman, which is I'm more like... relatable than Barry, but I don't always want to relate to people. Not a Tim like, Drake guy, I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, Dick Grayson. Yeah, Tim Drake was my guy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was I was more of a Nightwing than a Robin anyway. Like, 
Besides, okay. like the animated show had Nightwing and Dick sure. Grayson as main characters, but um, even like my dad was like, "Oh, you know, Dick Grayson is like, uh, you know, Batman if he was like super fun." And I was like, "Well, I love Batman, so I'll check out Dick Grayson." Yeah. And then like you know, I learned all about the past. And I was like, "Oh, he was Robin. Cool, blah blah blah. Who's Robin now? Oh, it's Tim. Why is Tim yeah, the yeah. third Robin? Oh, Jason died. Blah blah. Yeah, yeah. So you learn as you go, but of course. You know, so Wally is one of those characters that I just don't connect with as much. But all okay. of his other characters around him, besides Kyle, I'm not a Kyle guy. I'm a um, Kyle guy. Like, like I know of Roy. I know, like, I like Roy a lot. I like Jason. I like Donna. I like, you know, the Teen Titans. I just Wally and Kyle are the two that just passed me by because when I started reading comics, they weren't in them. Before jumping into the next news, mm-hmm. real quick, real quick off the top of your head, oh. don't think too hard. Don't think too hard. Least favorite comic book retcons in recent history. Uh, recent history retcons. Yeah. Uh, anything Spider-Man. <laughs> Any, okay. Anytime they retcon Spider-Man, I fucking hate it. Okay. I mean, to be fair, Nick Spencer did retcon a really bad storyline, but he didn't make it better. Okay. So well, <laughs> mine would be... Um... In the end of Batman Incorporated, Damian Wayne dying at the end of Grant Morrison's Batman run. Well, then he dies in the New Fifty Two as well. Then he well, it was during the New Fifty Two when he died, and then he came back. Oh yeah, because the back half of Morrison's run is in the New Fifty Two. Yep, and then he literally came back a couple weeks later in Schneider's Batman run, and I was like, "Fuck," you know what I mean? Well, it's because not everything gets to editorially; it's nonsense. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm no making up sounds and words. It's um, okay. It's that or Doctor Manhattan just existing. In... Well, that's yeah. Doomsday Clock is the other one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I, I'm a. I've been on the record. I liked the Nick Spencer run, but me too. Man, that Kindred reveal was there. <laughs> it, was yeah, there. it was there. It was there. It was there. It was there. Yeah. It could have been some. It could have been like. I, I wish it was honestly like a non sequitur character. Like sure. I honestly wish it was George Stacy. Okay. Because, like, that would have just been insane. Because, like, what made him become evil? Sure. Like, that's what I want to know. You know, what would make that character go from cop who died basically approving of Spider-Man right at the end? Yeah. And then what makes him turn so evil? It's like, okay, let's figure that out. Not, oh, it's like these clone kids that were, like, told that they were, like, you know, uh, not, like, real. And then Harry's also evil for a little bit. And I'm like, get out of here. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Get out of here. We got some MCU news. We got a decent amount of MCU news, nothing too crazy. Um, let's do the smaller one first with uh, New World Order. So Captain America New World Order is currently filming, and we got a bunch of set photos coming out, but Liv Tyler's back as Betty Ross. I don't know if that's news that we talked about prior, but I forgot about it, and I wrote it down here, so we're talking about it now. She's on set doing some stuff uh, as Betty Ross. She kind of is hinting that she's going to get powers, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but she's in a bunch of shots with an injured Sam Wilson and potential spoilers uh, that I won't talk about. But there's some potentially this character could be dead scenario. Other set photos we've seen are Sam walking around with a bunch of bad guys. And then um, uh, Danny Ramirez, who played uh, Joaquin in. Um, yeah, the second uh, Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, the second Falcon. Yep. Who came up in the uh, Champions run and the um, all new Captain America where he's like vampire falcon character yeah but, but reprising reprising his role yeah, from falcon and winter soldier, falcon and winter soldier. Yeah, and he, he this is hot off maverick 
Oh yeah, I forgot he was in Maverick. Yeah, he he wasn't a huge character in Maverick, but he was there. He was also in uh this movie. He was that I cool. Saw. All those guys were cool in Maverick. Oh no, I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying like I wish he was I wish he had more stuff to do. Have you seen the set photos of whatever movie Glenn Powell is in with Sydney Sweeney? Um, no, I have not. I don't I love Glenn Powell though. Oh, uh No Exit was a movie I watched with Danny Ramirez. Okay. It's not a great movie. Don't it's get okay. me wrong. Yeah, I've seen it. You've seen it? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. He does pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty. It's an okay movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I like him. I think yeah. that he has some power to be. He has some star power coming up from Maverick and Falcon Winter Soldier that if they make him, a, if they do a solo Falcon project, uh, sure, I'll watch it. If I they like make him. him a thing, I wouldn't yeah. be mad at exactly. it. Exactly. If he becomes like the next like Tom Holland, I'm into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. These set photos of uh, Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney in their bathing suits talking to each other are like two Greek gods speaking to each other. <laughs> Hold on, I need to see this now. They are the hottest people like on oh, the planet. Rom com. Um, Boy, I do one. not know what movie this is, but holy shit, I've not. Oh man, it. yeah. Well, geez. you're looking I at them. They're looking like right on now. a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just sitting on a boat. Oh, that this is a wild shot. I'm gonna send you this one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet I've seen it up at uh, close detail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, Glenn Powell is my pick for anybody in the MCU. Like I, Cyclops, but also just put Johnny Storm on. or Johnny like Storm. That works yeah. too. Just like I just want Glenn Powell to do. Oh, it's gonna be saved to the fucking Microsoft Edge thing anyway. Um, yeah. dude, I just it, think it, Glenn Powell. Like after watching him in Maverick. I'm like, all right, I get this guy. Like, he's like, er like I don't know how he is in other things, but I know he's yeah. arrogant. And I was like, give me arrogant leadership. Like, give yeah. me something. I know he's in Devotion, which is basically like Maverick, but World War II. So I'm excited yeah. to check that one out. I think it's on HBO now. It's got uh, the guy, what's his name? Jonathan Majors in it as well. Is that John Majors? That is Jonathan Majors, yes, sir. Uh, we don't want to talk about John Majors too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, it's John Majors. It's a bummer that. Uh, Sydney Sweeney's going to be in this Spider Woman movie. I okay. I'm actually excited for the Spider Woman movie. Oh, from what I love from what, it from what it sounds like, it actually sounds like a cool movie. It could be cool. It I also mean, it, it, could just be nonsense. Well, it's Sony, so it could easily be Morbius. <laughs> it could be, but even if it's like, but Venom, the star power is a lot better. If it's like Venom, I'm in. I'm in. I yeah. like Venom one and two. I know they're shit, but like. They're better than Morbius. As are long they as shit this... or are they the greatest movie ever? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like what I keep thinking. Like every time I watch Venom, I was like, I love this movie. You know? <laughs> I mean, hey, Venom 1 is fun. I just wish there was more Venom. And then Venom 2 is, is iconic. It's it's just nonstop. Like it starts because it's like, all right, you know what this is? We're playing into it. Yeah. And then it just goes. It is... There's no slow moments in that movie, but the movie goes too fast. Venom queer icon question mark? Oh, for sure. Exclamation point? <laughs> you know? How do you feel about Liv Tyler reprising her role? I love at... I love reprisals. Okay. Always like... come back and do your shit. Is this the longest reprisal since um what's his name came back is the leader, right? So they're both coming back in this movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This mm. is this is uh since two thousand and eight. Or maybe 2000, 2000 and late. 2010? <laughs> 2010 was 2008, bro. Incredible Hulk was 2008. It was the second date I ever took my ex-wife on. Oh, it was 2008. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's no, crazy. it's um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh, Tim Roth was the other one before he came out in She-Hulk. Tim Roth was the other one, yeah, absolutely. And then it's uh, William Hurt didn't. He's been there, but he was in there forever. But yeah, yeah. Tim Blake Nelson, fantastic. And he's dead. And well, yeah, now he is. Tim yeah. Blake Nelson, fantastic actor, coming back. Samuel Stearns, Liv Tyler, come back. Betty Ross. It is. It's a big one. Yeah, and we just need Ty Burrell to come back as Doc Sampson, and we have okay. a we have a home run. <laughs> that would be I love the huge fan of Ty Bur- Burrell. <laughs> How do you feel about Liv Tyler in general? Like I love Lord of the Wings. Lord of the Wings. I love Lord of the Rings. Arwen is kind of like a she's a good character, but she's also like not a lot is required of her. She talks yeah. like this, and that's what she does. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm indifferent to Liv Tyler just because I've seen stuff she's in, but I've haven't seen everything. Like I've seen Lord of the Rings. You seen I've Armageddon? Seen, I've seen Incredible Hulk. I've seen Armageddon. Yeah, and that's I've all you seen... need to see. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen Super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, uh, and then I'm gonna see New World Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know who she is. She was great in. The things I saw her in, but she, she's, she's okay. Like, um, I've never Blake, been the biggest fan. She's like Blake Lively. I know who she is. She's great, but I wouldn't be like my favorite actress yeah. is her. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. masturbate to Blake Lively before I'd masturbate to Liv Tyler. It's not no discredit to Liv Tyler. You're still way out of my league, but uh, especially Blake Lively as like the Blake Lively or Ryan Reynolds from the uh, town. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Like when she's all hopped up on fucking prescription drugs like that's mm. my favorite Blake Lively. <laughs> um yeah and we know that uh harrison ford is playing thunderbolt yeah. ross so obviously they had to recast with william hurt's death so they brought in harrison ford and he's gonna be red hulk i feel so bad for william hurt besides him dying that sucks and i don't handle yeah. that very well so i'm sorry if i come off as insensitive but it just sucks that he was so close to getting what he's been talking about for years. Yeah. That Harrison Ford gets to do it now. Like that yeah, sucks. He was also like in alien and one. Yeah, well, yeah, William Hurt's William Hurt's been around. I'm not saying like he didn't yeah. get to do cool shit, but like yeah. he's been connected to the MCU since inception. Yeah. yeah. He's also he, been connected to a lot of sexual assault scandals. Yeah. That's what I was going to get yeah, to. Yeah, I was about like, to say. <laughs> like right as he died, he was like getting canceled. And then yeah. when he died, they stopped canceling him. So I was yeah, like, yeah. all right, let's let him rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in R- peace. R.I.P.D. William Hurt. R.I.P.D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. I'm excited for Captain America. I'm ha- New World I'm Order. happy for Harrison Ford mustache. I'm he, happy he's for gonna get a big old mustache, and I'm excited. <laughs> he's gonna do a lot of voice work and be grumbling behind. Yeah. A I'm the Red Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> get off my plane. I'm excited to see if they're gonna do because everybody now knows that Red Hulk is General Ross. I mean, not everybody from like the normies who watch the MCU movies, but like, I wonder how they're gonna do that reveal. It's gonna be cool. He loses. He doesn't have the mustache, Red Hulk. Mm, they better give him the mustache. I well, I know that the uh, new Red Hulk that came out in the USA Avengers book, he was like uh, damaged, where he's like, I got to be like Hulk for like an hour. Okay. And but he he when he turned into Red Hulk, he had a mustache. Give so him it a does, mustache. It doesn't make sense when he loses the mustache when he turns Red Hulk. In the comic books, it's to sh- to throw off who you think it is. 
Okay. And then it then when he shrinks down from Red Hulk into General Ross and he has the mustache, and you're like, what? It's General Ross? That's crazy. He, like, he puts on one of those uh, disguise mustaches yeah, with the glasses, yeah. and it's like, oh, my God, it's General Ross. Yeah, I really hope that uh, this Red Hulk, they just play into it that it's General Ross, like, from the beginning, and they're like, Red Hulk has a mustache. Yeah, that would be incredible. I'm just, dude, like, William Hurt looks nothing like Harrison Ford or vice versa. But no. then again, Edward Norton, Mark I... Ruffalo, very different people. Yeah, but Edward also Norton, like... like a skinny Jewish actor and Mark Ruffalo is um, like a fucking big goof. Yeah, but also like, I mean, you think about like Pierce Bronson and fucking Daniel Craig. Like, you know, well, I'm fine with recast. James Bond with... is a different kind of recast. Is it? Well, because James Bond isn't like has been recast before. J- James Bond is more reboot than it is recast. Sure. At least with Daniel Craig and Pierce. At Boston. least with Daniel Craig and yeah, I know one yeah. or two of them were like they're kind of sequels with different actors. They always of. have been that way. Yeah, yeah. Except no, for the Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig movies. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I understand that one's a little different, but like this one's gonna be this one's gonna hit a little different, especially because William Hurt died. Like Edward Norton's still alive and kicking. He just didn't want to do it. Yeah, I feel like it's um. It's kind of testing the water for the MCU. Like, can we recast? And will they I care? Mean, like, look at uh, Don Cheadle. Uh, for you know, Don Cheadle and Iron Man One, right? Yeah, but that, I mean, that was yeah. <laughs> next uh, time, baby. Yeah, Terrence yeah. Howard. Uh, that big recast where yeah, Don yeah. Cheadle was like, "I've been here the whole time," and it's like, "No, you were you were Terrence Howard in the first one." Next time, and baby. you're a very different person. Like, yeah, yeah. it's different when it's like you know. A recast where it's like buff muscular woman gets canceled becomes another bus buff muscular woman like cool awesome yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you look kind of similar but like all the mcu recasts are drastic yeah well they were and now we'll see what they are you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. i mean i personally don't care like best actor gets the part if you don't want to do it but you want to use the character you got to figure it out yep. don't kill him just change the actor who cares 100%. any more news uh we got one bit of news left for the kind of two daredevil born again. So there's been some set photos. They're also filming. Um, the set photos suggest that the series actually takes place during the blip. Interesting. So it takes place before Hawkeye. There are a few um, scenes of Matt Murdock walking around and on a bunch of billboards and signs. It says 2020. Cool. Maybe it doesn't fully take place in 2020. During the blip, maybe, maybe some, maybe there's a few event. scenes, maybe there's a flashback, maybe an episode takes place. Like episode one is like right before the blip or something, okay. or like during the blip, like Matt doesn't disappear but like retires. Yeah. It's going to be eighteen episodes long. This is the mm-hmm. longest MCU TV show. Plus, because D'Onofrio kept talking about season two recently, he's doing a bunch of press tours. Yeah, and he was talking about how like yeah, what we uh so. What I understand is, you know, we're setting Kingpin up to be like this tour de force as one of the background villains in the MCU, and it really sets up for season two. And I'm like, buddy, that's awesome. Relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we got 18 episodes of horse here. We got 18 episodes. We know Daredevil's going to be good, and we know they'll make two seasons at least because fan favorite. But six seasons in a movie. Yes, but man, like 18 episodes is a lot. Let's get through those first. You know how many people shit on the nine episode shows? This one's triple the length. Chill. Yeah, John Bernthal also reprising his role as Frank Castle. Yeah, we talked about that a few weeks ago. I'm excited. I love me some Punisher. I love me some uh, John Bernthal. John Bernthal. He was tried to steal my girlfriend once. Was very scary. (laughs) 
That's awesome. But yeah, it terrible. was very scary. Also, Went Martin to... Starr did that too, right? <laughs> uh, Martin Starr tried to steal my wife. He hit her up. Uh, DM'd ah, her. Awesome. He slid into my wife's DMs on Instagram. Also, you and the MCU have a very, uh, very interesting history. Yeah, we have a troubled history. Me yeah, and like you yeah. do a podcast about it, but a few of these stars have been, uh, yeah, been kind of nipping at your heels. My, yeah, as uh, they, they really have been. I somehow I used to be able back between like 2016 and like 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like with Black Widow, I got the last one I went to was Black Widow. I like somehow finagled my way into like world premieres. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you saw a few press. Uh, movies you saw what Black Widow and you saw oh, two you saw two or three two Marvel movies one DC movie right yeah yeah um but I used to get to like I saw Black Panther at the world premiere which is pretty mm. fun and got them you know talk with the cast and crew got that infamous selfie with Kevin Feige <laughs> and Nate Moore mm-hmm. uh on my way out of the bathroom at the AMC and uh oh. link, yeah and then I um I was at the Daredevil netflix season two premiere feige wasn't there but jeff Loeb was there and the netflix guys were there and brought a young lady at the time i think i was 31 so bringing a 22 year old wasn't like too creepy not too bad but i would yeah yeah. at least i wasn't 37 like i am now yeah Uh, yeah yeah, for sure for sure sure. she she was stone cold i'll send you a picture stone cold stone cold (laughs) sounds good and um I went to the bathroom or got snacks and then came back and there she is talking to John Bernthal. And you were like, bro, like, (laughs) fuck, you know what I mean? You're like, here we go. There's all these cameras and everything. And John Bernthal said, fuck the reporters. I'm going to go talk to this girl. And I was like, Hey, my name is John. And he just crushes my hand. You know what I mean? What's up, bro? He's like, I got to fucking man up on you real quick. No. That, no, that's a punisher no. move though <laughs> yeah yeah that was a gangster move um yeah. Yeah, still i'm a huge fan of john bernthal mm-hmm. i love him as i liked him like... in the accountant yeah i liked him in the accountant like, I... the accountant i feel like is an underrated weird ben affleck hitman movie like i i saw it in theaters with like one of my best friends from like childhood that i haven't seen in years that yep. took a visit up to new york and i was like let's go see a movie we both like ben affleck so we saw the accountant together and i was like this is a weird movie to see but like John Bernthal was in it, and I knew he was the Punisher, or he yeah. was gonna be. So I was like, "This is cool." Yeah, and uh, yeah, as the autistic hitman. Yeah, the autistic hitman. I was like, yeah. "This is an interesting ass film." Ben Affleck, yeah. he's got a good, you know, he's he's got a good uh, a good few films in him. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I mean, he's running yeah. off those Gone Girls. You know, he's got Geely, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Gone Girl and Gone uh, Girl the was the big one. Yeah, yeah. He was like running off that mm-hmm. that kind of wave, um, but. Burnthal in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. He's incredible in that movie. Isn't he also in The Big Short? Yeah, he's incredible in that yeah. movie. Burnthal's you know got I mean? a lot of good bit parts. Yeah, he's a great character actor. He makes yeah. a great friend. Obviously, Castle. The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great character actor. He's uh, also a fellow podcaster. So. Does he will yeah what's he do he's got a, oh yeah he has a podcast it's called like what's up bro or something like that <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like, like john bernthal like real talk bro or something oh, like that dude, he's, that's he's, awesome. where we, he's got like he's like fake woke joe Rogan, john bernthal you know? podcast is the second thing that comes up if you type in his name it is yeah the he's first great. one is wife and then it's podcast and movies yeah 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 what's what's his real podcast? ones with john bernthal yeah real ones i knew it was something <laughs> like that dude <laughs> Yes. oh dude the podcast art is legit just him looking at the camera with a backwards hat i love with this. the backwards hat on yeah, right? like an 
he's like a crazy person. I love him. He had like uh the one I listened to was him and the Shia. LaBeouf. I was gonna say that's the biggest one I see on here. Everything is like him with Shia. That must have been like the big one that made him popular. Yeah, and him with Norman Reedus and stuff. Because oh like, yeah, because they're boys. They're boys. Oh, yeah. he's got a Patreon. Like he doesn't make enough fucking money. <laughs> asshole <laughs> well the patreon probably helps run the podcast and keep his employees employed that's probably what it is you he doesn't need it but yeah you know. you're fucking john Berthold, he doesn't bro. need it but it is what it is yeah <laughs> all right enough shit talking john Berthold. we love you john Berthold. Oh, thank you john for Berthold. not stealing my girlfriend and <laughs> me still getting laid that night with her thinking about you i really really do appreciate that <laughs> Uh, well, she, uh, she uh, he definitely uh, helped you out in that department. Yeah, yeah he really hooked it up, <laughs> making me look like trash. <laughs> All right, uh, tiny last bit uh, was the season two stuff. Are you prepared for more Daredevil? Oh, I can't wait for more Daredevil. I'm excited. I, I, yeah, me too. Oh, a uh, tiny thing that actually happened this morning: uh, Secret Invasion uh, was leaked to be coming out June 21st. It's got a date, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's great. Uh, if you look at the like, so they were doing like advertisements, I guess, on one of the non-US versions of Disney Plus. Cool. And I guess they had Secret Invasion come up for one of the ads, and if you click on it, it says "Coming soon, coming June twenty first, twenty twenty three." Nice. So it's coming. Hopefully, hopefully that's true because we, we we're going to be running out of content come um, Mando. So hundred percent. Yeah. Once Mando's over, thing. like where am I at? You know, let's yeah, let's yeah. do let's do Secret Invasion. Wait two weeks, Secret Invasion. A hundred percent. Yeah, because you're gonna run out of stuff for a hot minute, right? Because you got uh what of is course. it? Guardians in May and then nothing and then uh, Secret Invasion, right? Yep, a hundred percent. Yeah, we take little breaks and we talk about real movies, which yeah, is always, yeah, yeah. always fun. And I'm sure there'll be some sort of dumb something or another for us. Oh to yeah, talk you about. can pop in and do something like because after that, MCU gets pretty scarce after uh, Secret Invasion. There might be a Loki, there might be a What If, but the next movie's not coming out until November. I mean, that's a good thing in my book, man. I think oh no, I know they need definitely to, need to be separated. They need to slow down, slow your roll. Why ruin a good thing? You like know, the TV I mean? shows. If you already got them filmed and made, and you're just doing editing, sure release them all but the movies yeah. i mean finish the special do, effects do three yeah well yeah do three movies a year at most for marvel 100 yep. not six television like theatrical shows, six movies yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. do yeah. six projects a year maybe seven if you want to do a special presentation 100 do three shows three movies separate them by quarter 100 percent. 100 percent. yeah and then if you want to do a special little christmas thing for 40 to 50 minutes whatever 100 you know, percent. that's an extra little like we should be getting a man thing um special presentation this halloween that's oh, the big so rumor it's weeds. gonna be man thing so we yeah, everybody thought ghost rider but it, a lot of talk is saying man thing i think um the guy who does the uh body work for uh chrysanthemum and man thing uh was talking cool. about it recently i forget his name very cool yeah, carrie andrews kari kari andrews something like that anyway um yeah, so that's the last bit of news we have for uh, for our episode so far. Let's get into the reason why we're all here. Shazam! Fear of the Gods. Directed by David F. Sandberg, a filmmaker yeah. came who... Came back to do it after the first one. <laughs> well, not only came back to do it after the first one, is a... He's a horror director, right? He's a guy who was a YouTuber before he was a filmmaker. He made a yeah, YouTube... Um, Attic fil- Panic? uh lights out was the name of it oh, okay i know he did attic panic as well yep uh he also does like youtube like film analysis and stuff like that he's Ooh. an interesting guy 
interesting guy. Yeah, I like Shazam one a lot, and when I saw his name pop up again, to keep I like it when directors like Peyton Reed and sure. um, John Watts they get to do like a trilogy. Like, yeah, Iron Man suffered. I feel like from what is it? Two different directors. It was Favreau. And then Shane Black. Yeah, well, Favreau kind of like shit the bed on the second one, so like I well, forget yeah, it they there, but, somebody else. But, but still, like Coogler with the two yeah, Coogler, things like that. Captain yeah. America was that the same? No, the Russos took nope. over, right? Yeah, Joe um, Joe Russo did not Joe Russo. God, what's the name of the guy who did the Rocketeer? He did the first one, and then uh, the Russos did the last two, and then yeah. Infinity War. But um, I I mean, going back, we were talking about Man of Steel before. Mm. When I went to go see Man of Steel on opening night, I went oh, with my Joe buddy. Johnston did first of all. Joe Avengers. Johnston, yeah, yeah. He did the Rocketeer. and uh, mm-hmm. used, He actually did the special effects for Empire Strikes Back Ooh, and Prayers cool. of the Lost Ark. Really cool guy. Yeah. Um, but when I went to go see Man of Steel with my friend Nick, who is another lifelong friend of mine, lifelong Superman fan, the trailer was quoting all-star Superman. We both didn't like Zack Schneider, but we're like, maybe Zack Schneider will be the guy who teaches the world that a man can fly in the front row of our theater on opening night was a six, seven year old with a Superman t-shirt and like a towel or a tablecloth, like a red tablecloth tied around his neck. And I thought, wow, that's so cool. Right. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Here's this little kid who's about to see a fucking Superman movie. That's so great for him. And then halfway through the movie, the kids start crying. And then when the destruction of Metropolis happened, the kids started crying through a tantrum and had to run out of the theater because he was so scared. Oh, because Superman, you know, you're he's truth, justice, the American way, Captain America style. But like most media for Superman before Man of Steel and kind of Superman Returns was kid based. I mean, comic book wise, Death of Superman happened, blah, blah, blah. But like, whatever. Kids kids seeing Superman, it's animated series, not, you know, crashing through buildings and like minor terrorism. Well, there's this like preconceived notion uh, that I think comes from the fandom and a lot of it comes from around the time of Christopher (laughs) Nolan and the MCU. No, it's like Christopher Mm -hmm. Nolan, the MCU, like those Dark Knight movies and then the MCU where like men our age are saying these movies should be for us, right? Like these movies, we are the target audience, but like at the end of the day, these are kids movies about baby stuff being made for kids. And I remember coming out of the first Shazam movie thinking like, what a great all ages fucking film. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's like, what I, wanted, I know the controversy around Zach Levi is still happening, but he was talking about how, like uh, he was talking about how the box office is going down. And it's like, they kind of released it in the middle of fucking nowhere, um, which we'll talk about soon. But he oh, was you saying, got like, my you got my Facebook message. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. saying he was saying like <laughs> check out. Um, he, he's like instead of going to see John Wick with your kids because that's not a movie for kids. Come no. see Shazam. That's a family movie, and a yeah. lot of people were shitting on him for it. Like Zachary Levi is saying, don't see Sh- uh, John Wick because Shazam Two is a better film. No. I'm like, no, if you listen to the actual video, he says Shazam 2 is a better movie for families. Absolutely. Like, it's a kid's movie. It's a superhero film about a boy who becomes a man. Like, <laughs> It's the perfect superhero movie for kids. It's the mm-hmm. perfect superhero property for kids. This is such a good, I hate to say like old fashioned, because it's not. Like, this is very much like a Gen Z Oh yeah, all the lingo is like 
I think they say lit at one point. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, they talk about TikTok and stuff, things yeah. I don't know about. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I just like really appreciated that in a way that we don't get a lot of these these days where even though like yeah ant-man should be for babies like you know what i mean like it's about a man who talks to ants and grows big and grows small yeah yet the whole discourse about this thing has been a bunch of grown men our age saying like why did ken get beat up by ant-man blah 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 and like it's it's all very silly um again we talked about how this movie might be kind of doomed by the like i feel like marketing didn't happen until like after black adam came out because there was a lot of marketing for black adam that's because the rock is a powerhouse tour de force like i feel like a trailer came out for this movie and then like there were a few tv spots and a super bowl ad and that was it like yeah it had like solo level marketing like little to none yeah well i mean aside from how much we enjoyed this movie and things along those lines one thing I really appreciate about this movie, and it's something that I've ragged on Marvel for a lot about Ant-Man, a lot about the television shows, but even bits of Wakanda Forever. Like, there's a great scene in Wakanda Forever where, um, you know, Namor goes down to the city of Atlantis and he does that rise Talokan and he's underwater. Mm-hmm. But the CGI is janky. Those movies don't look finished well that well we know the controversy behind and we all know the fx teams but you know we don't gotta bring it up <laughs> but shazam fury of the gods like what a well-polished good-looking movie oh, i don't yeah. mean to be sucking all the, the, like, all of the this gross movie. so long story short me and you like this movie it's not great but we like it and I a lot of people that, don't like it but we do <laughs> i don't under I, I think that people who don't like it like maybe this isn't a movie that's made for you no right for sure like this is a children's movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my own, I only have two big problems with this. What are they? Um, the lack of uh, Asher. Who's Asher? Uh, the the boy Billy. Okay. Okay. And Me too. Wonder, Me too. Wonder Woman at the end. Okay. Did you know that Wonder Woman was even in this movie? I heard she was before the movie came out, so it was kept under wraps pretty well, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like. A month before the movie came out, the scene was leaked and there were a bunch of toys advertising that she was in the film. And I was like, damn it. Oh, are they selling Wonder Woman? And then there was also, yeah, there's a new new McFarlane toy is a Wonder Woman from Shazam Fury of the Gods. Wow. It's just, is it just a recycled mold? It's just a recycled mold with a a tiara that you can take off. That's so funny. That's so funny. And, uh, and then a TV spot ruined it. But I think a TV spot spoiled the um, Wonder Woman dream sequence where it was just like her body mm. as opposed to the Wonder Woman full sequence by the end. But I haven't seen the TV spot because I heard that it had spoilers in it, so I didn't watch it. You know, it's funny. Like, I went to go see this movie and had no idea that Wonder Woman was in it. And there's this great, like, sequence in the film where Billy's having a dream as yeah. Shazam and they're like he's in paris and he's mm. talking to wonder woman and they're not showing the face yeah like what they thinking... did with superman where it's like they don't show his face but it's supposed to be like that's henry cavill <laughs> and that's what i mean i thought yeah. it was like a nudge kind of like a wink yeah. to like oh henry cavill wasn't available and then when they pan up it's um it's the what... it's, it's, it's the wizard yeah 
Yeah, yeah. What? How do you say this? Guy's I think it's name? Digimon Hodisu, but I could be oh, butchering it. So let's not quote. I know how to it, pronounce but... his name. Digimon Hansu is how Hansu. There we go. Name. I got yeah, the first Dig- name right. That's good. Digimon Hansu. Dijon. Honey Dijon Hansu. Digimon uh, Honda. <laughs> <laughs> Digimon Suzuki. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's Digimon Hansu's face, which was a bit that really worked for I, me. I, I was laughing when that bit happened because I was like, "There's no way it's gonna be Gal Gadot," and then he's like, "Wake up, Billy!" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> like Dude, the fucking wizard. <laughs> a lot of the humor. We'll get to the humor. So I thought humor landed, okay, by the way. Humor landed for me also. And I thought, oh man, what a funny bit. And then at the end, you know, we get the sequence with Wonder Woman. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh, Gal Gadot, yeah, connected universe, whatever. Yeah. I come home, my roommate's watching TV. He's like, oh, what were you doing? I was like, oh, I went to go see Suzanne. And he's like, you're a child. I was like, yeah, I know. I'm going to go draw some comic books because I'm a child. Yeah. And then um, I catch out of the corner of my eye a Shazam ad. And it's got Wonder Woman in it. And okay, I was so like, there the- yeah, that ad is probably the one that I avoided. Yeah, and I think it came out after the movie was released. But it was like, like literally the last scene. It's the last scene. And it's an, that my, my, my second problem comes from that where... It's such a cop out. So the end of the movie, Billy finally learns his lesson and like fucking sacrifices himself for his family. The family dies. He literally dies. And Courtney starts crying. I'm tearing up like freaking Jack Dylan Glazer's like on Billy. Like, come on, wake up. You come on. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God. They killed the child. I'm like, are they going to kill Billy for at least like a few movies until the retcon happens? And they bury him at the fucking the tree of whatever. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, that was fucking crazy. I'm like, they legit killed Billy. That's that's insane. And then all of a sudden, Wonder Woman goes, I got your letter. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, what are you going to (laughs) do? And then she's like, only the blood of uh, only the blood of a god can bring him back. And I'm like, what did any god do or something? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. And then Wonder Woman fucking rolls up and revives him. And I'm like, "Uh." and at that point, I was like, it'd be cool if Asher fucking sits up and he's like oh man you guys buried me but then zachary levi gets up and i'm like hmm yep i'm like why asher was besides the one scene where he's talking to um freddie behind the school he's just a cameo he's barely in this movie he's not i don't know if he was busy or whatever but the whole the, the first movie like he was so important in that first movie of I mean, course was, because obviously it's, it's his movie blah 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 but like the whole point of the movie was like you know he's trying to find his family and he's you know reconciling with this blah 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 and, and like not only that he's also important because this is a franchise built around the idea of a child becoming a superhero yeah yeah and then all of a sudden he is in this movie for three scenes totally sidelined and i'm like what the fuck i'm like the first movie was so great because of the, uh, my favorite scene in the first movie is when he confronts his mom. Yeah. That that scene makes me fucking so like angry and it's sad. It's a powerful scene. It's, it's crazy. And thinking about it right now, I'm like about to freak out. So like, it's like a great scene and it, it stems from him. Like he's mm-hmm. great in that movie. And then in this one, like he's good in the two, three scenes he's in, but like Dylan, Gla- uh, Jack, whatever his name, three, Jack, three names, he um Jack Dylan Grazer. Yeah, he Freddie. Yeah, Freddie. He gets so much screen time. And Adam Brody, God bless his soul, he does not do great in this movie. Who is Adam Brody? Superhero Freddie. Okay. Adam okay. Brody's from Kid Detective. He's from um oh man. Uh Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the OC is his big one. 
okay. uh, Ready or Not with Samara Weaving. Like, oh, I like he, that movie. Uh, he, he's great. He's great. He's in Fleischman is in trouble with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. Uh, he's fantastic. I love him. But man, is he just kind of in this movie? Yeah. Like, there's all the a... other like adult actors who get to play like superhero like Darla and shit like they're like like uh, Ross Butler is Eugene and um yep. uh, Pedro something not Pedro a uh, DJ Court Catrona and sure. um, he was almost Superman once upon a time that, that would have been wild um, yeah with like, directed by fucking George Miller who did uh all the Mad Max movies and Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> I don't know if you know about uh, Justice League Immortal, but that. Movie... Oh no! Yeah, I know about that one. Oh, it's amazing! It's amazing. Yeah, but um, like so is Adam Brody, uh, Katrona, Ross Butler, Megan Good, and then uh, Grace Carolyn Curry because the other actress for Mary got canceled. Well, um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Grace. Oh, Curry. she she was fantastic. She's gorgeous. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, gorgeous. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought she was good in this movie. I haven't seen her in anything else. I love her. Yeah, I love her. I'm in love. Yeah. I love. And her. like. So like all their superhero counterparts like get no screen time. Mary gets like enough screen time because she's both. Yeah. But like Adam Brody gets so much, and I understand Freddie's trying to do his own thing and blah blah blah. But man, does like they don't give him anything to work with. Like Nothing. he has a he has one good scene, Adam Brody, where he like shows up uh, on the the rooftop and he's like, "Hey, I'm uh, Freddie's friend." Blah blah blah. And well, then he's they, got and he's then got one Diedrich Bader, and I'm like, ooh. He's got one really powerful scene where the mother is like, "Hey, can you turn into Billy?" Oh, that was back? a good one. Yeah, and that's a really well, powerful. That, that's scene. that Levi. That's not uh, Adam Brody though. No, he turns. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, Shazam yeah. and uh, Asher. Asher. Those yeah, are, yeah, Asher yeah. gets a good scene there. That's a good I mean, scene. Let's talk about the cast. Calls her mom. Yeah. So big old cast. Leave Zach Levi, Shazam, Asher, Angel is Billy barely. Jack Dylan Glazer reprises as Freddy, and we got Rachel Ziegler coming in that's, as Ben. That's the one I want to stop yeah. on. Okay. Good. Uh, so Rachel Ziegler is Hunger Games. A, West uh, Side no. Story. West Side Story. Yeah. That was her. Oh first... no, she's in the new Hunger Games. That's what it is. My bad. Oh, she's going to be in the new Hunger Games. Yeah, she's but... uh, she's in the Ballad of Songs or whatever that new one is. Yeah, yeah. She was yeah. her big thing was she was in fucking. She was a Broadway actress as a teenager, yeah. and her big breakout role was in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story as and... a teenager. Like she's still not very young. She is 2001. crazy <laughs> in that movie. Yeah, that movie was actually filmed after Shazam, too. What? Shazam's what? been in the can for that long. Wow. Yeah, because of the pandemic. Yeah, the pandy, definitely. Yep. Wow, that's but crazy. I didn't know that. She's about, in my opinion, I think she's about to become the biggest actor in fucking Hollywood. I mean, I don't know how this movie's going to do well for her. because It doesn't matter. People are shitting all over her for this. And I'm like, why? I don't know. I thought she was good. She's fine. All over Twitter, people are like, she, dude, she, she was literally bullied off social media. She was promoting her film as you're supposed to do. She's like, hey, check out this movie. It was super fun. I'm in it, blah, blah, blah. And then everybody's like, you suck. Get fucked. And I'm like, okay, cool. Awesome. So she's off Instagram and Twitter and everything now. Okay. So one so. of the reasons why I think <laughs> that it's happening is because she is cast. You know how Disney does those live action remakes? Mm-hmm. She's going to be Snow White, and she is of Mexican descent, and I bet it has a lot to do with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not one to care. Yeah. Like, I don't care that Ariel's going to be black. Who? It's fucking, it's a Disney movie. She's a mermaid. Have you heard Rachel Ziegler sing? It's crazy. Well, Have I, haven't, you... I haven't seen West Side Story, but now I will. 
You should. <laughs> Honestly, I went to West Side Story by myself on mm. like a Sunday at like eleven o'clock in the I morning. I think it's on HBO. It's on HBO or Disney Plus. It's gonna yeah. be on one of those. Mm-hmm. And in my head I was like, one, I don't really like musicals all that much. I like them if they're if if they're self aware. Yeah, or yeah, me too. Normally. Yeah. This is yeah, like, played like that. Uh, totally isn't straight. it romantic with Adam Devine and um, sure. Oh my God, Fat Amy. I know that's not her name. Yeah, I know uh, what you're talking Rebel about. I, said, I like I that. Liked, that was fun. Dumb. Yeah, and I like South Park the musical. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. But <laughs> normally, I'm not one for like show tunes. But then, yeah. you know, I had nothing to do. It's a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. Like I'll go I mean, see. Ansel's cool. I know he's kind of canceled, but Baby Driver. So I was. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. yeah, me too. He gets smoked. The second this woman starts singing, you're like, <laughs> "Holy shit! Well, this I don't, is I don't a think he has a background. Song. I don't think he has a background in um in theater, like in Broadway musicals, right? She does. You said she does. Yeah, she's she like a hot like team guy. Show. He was in Divergent and Fault in Our Stars and stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. But he's just hot team guy. I I again, I was like, why is Steven Spielberg making West Side Story in my mm-hmm. head? Why is um what's his name uh. Pulitzer Prize winning playwright um, whose name I can't remember fucking why did he write this movie you know what I mean mm-hmm. why oh Tony Kushner you know why why did Tony Kushner write this movie and then it starts and I'm like oh they know exactly what they're doing here this mm-hmm. is a movie that doesn't get well, made remake, anymore. Right? Yeah, yeah yeah West Side Story won best picture back in the 60s it's one yeah. of the most famous movie musical adaptations of all time mm-hmm. and then i'm like why are they remaking this and then i watched it i was like oh this is an old school movie that like just doesn't get made anymore and she stands out big time in it she's yeah. so good and so powerful i had no idea she was in this movie and then it starts and i was like so happy to see her mm-hmm. i think she's fine in this i think uh I think she did fine too. I don't see any issues. Like, and I like her as the good guy, bad guy kind of thing. Again, yeah. we mentioned it before. Uh, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. The villains are really like nothing in this movie. I mean, Helen Mirren kind of carries a presence, but that's because she's Helen Mirren. Lucy Liu, while she's fantastic, her character is just kind of there. She's like you said, Rita Repulsa on a dragon, which rules. Yeah, which is crazy. But I feel like that, like Lucy Liu, could have had better. I feel like, as much as I do like this movie. I feel like one extra script Passover might have been a little bit, or might have, you know, helped just a little bit. But I kind of dug how this movie again. It's it. It feels like a comic book. It feels like a comic book, yeah. And it, it's over two hours, but it's it's got a brisk pace. It doesn't oh, take it, itself it doesn't too drag, seriously. It doesn't drag like at all, in my at opinion. All. At like, all. There's like one scene that's slow, and that's because they make Freddy sneak around, and it's not even that slow. It's not even that. It's slow. just only slow because they're playing to the fact that he's crippled. Like, yeah, that's the only reason why it's a slow scene. (laughs) Let's talk about the, uh, the, the humor bits. You know, we mentioned how this movie does have a bit of humor. Some Mm. of that stuff really works for me. Like, Oh, the coming out scene with uh, Pedro where he's like, Oh, we got, we should tell everybody we're superheroes. And he goes, I'm gay. And everybody's like, yeah, we know. (laughs) Yeah. That scene was funny. Yeah. All the stuff with the, the fucking skittles was funny. Or why are the skittles in my pocket? Like that's funny. The like sentient that. pen <laughs> oh, was yeah. very funny. His name is Steve, and like it writes the letter, and they're yeah. reading it out loud. And he's and like, "I'm glad like, he's doing grammatical and spell checks for us." And it's just like reading off exactly what he's saying. Hey, do it's you just... want a Gatorade? It's like, <laughs> who is this Gatorade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that should really work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned this thing plays like a comic book. 
It feels like a comic book. Yeah. Is it a basic story? Oh, yeah. it's very generic. But sometimes we need that. Sometimes we fucking need Every that. comic book movie doesn't need to say something, if that makes any sense. Like, it can just be a movie. It can just be for kids. You know what I mean? Dude, Shazam's literally throwing... I'm looking at a trailer on IMDb. He's literally throwing cars at the dragon. Like, come on. Yeah. You expect this to be cinema? You (laughs) need something that if you put a seven-year-old in front of this, they'll be able to follow the plot, Mm. learn a couple good things, feel a couple basic emotions, and this movie totally knows exactly what it is exactly what it's trying to be and unlike a lot again i'm from a marvel movie Mm -hmm. podcast unlike a lot of marvel movies this movie feels like it was made by a human being written by a human being and not everything went through a million guys yeah i mean like the more of this i think the first movie definitely does a better job at kind of displaying the family aspect of it and Billy's, billy's relationship with the family but this takes place like probably a few months to a year or two later at most. Sure, I forget sure. exactly what they're talking about, but um, like what's his face? Um, he's turning eighteen, Billy, and he's getting back Mary's to going to college. And, yeah, Mary's yeah, yeah. going to college, and like you know, everybody's like a, a Billy's afraid that he just found his family and they're going to leave him. So he's trying to keep everybody tight. So like that story still plays through all together. Like even though the first story has like the found family aspect as like and it's basic, ball, but, but it, like, it is what it is. Yeah, but like this, I feel like hits home well enough. Like I got him, I got emotional. I was basically crying when he was dead to save his family. He's like, you know, two seconds. Like, yeah. I, well, yeah, I didn't know there was gonna be a cop out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he died, I was like, wow, okay. This I was stuff... like, I guess that's how you end it, and then he's back. I'm like. The stuff with Freddy and the wizard was great. Like them. Oh yeah. They're, around they're the a cave. good little combo. I always like, like, um, like a weird mishmash. I love yeah, an odd couple the dynamic. Yeah. The odd couple dynamic is so good. They kept calling him different names. Oh, it was great. And I was like, oh man, he knows his name for real. He's just being a dick. <laughs> them sneaking around and being like, mm-hmm. you do it. I'm, you're, I'm, you know, so you're I'm literally a cripple. a cripple. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, do it. I got shaky knees. Yeah. Uh, he's like, That's... you can't sneak around. It's like your bones crack as you move. And then he takes a step. It's like, and I'm like, there we go. Comedy. <laughs> yeah, man. It's all very, very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we were saying before we started our episode on it that we weren't going to have a lot to say. Um, this movie, again, the guy who directed it did a horror short called Lights Out, which is great. It's on YouTube. It's free. It got made into a live action movie by Blumhouse. He also did um, a Conjuring spinoff, like a, one of those Annabelle sequels. Oh, right? Creation? One of them. Yeah. Like, apparently it's a good one. Like, you know how, like, (laughs) you know how, like, Ouija sucked? Yeah, Origin of Evil or some shit. Like, ruled. It's (laughs) like, it's that one. Annabelle Creation is what he did. 2017. Came out right after Lights Out. It was was a bunch of shorts. Lights Out. Annabelle. Shazam. So, Travis mentioned how the doctor, the, the pediatrician in the beginning, his name was um, Dario Bava, and mm-hmm. we ended up talking for 30 minutes. I just want to bring it up because I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Dario Bava is named after Italian filmmaker Dario Argento and mm-hmm. Mario Bava, two guys who famously made a bunch of uh, movies in a horror subgenre called Giallo, 
which is a really weird subgenre of Italian horror movies that kind of predates the American slasher, um, Bird with the Crystal Plumage, Bay of Blood. Those are like the famous ones. Dario Argento made uh, Suspiria. Yeah, Byrne plays Dr. Dario Bava. Yeah. But still, this guy named a character Dario Bava because he's mm. such a horror nerd. You know yeah. what I mean? That's mm-hmm. mad cool. I don't know. Have you ever seen like any of these Italian horror movies like Suspiria? No. Oh, no, I have not. Hunter, you will love Suspiria. <laughs> oh, you that's the love... one with um. They nah, remade nah, it nah, with nah, Dakota nah. Fanning, not yeah, Dakota Fanning, uh, uh, Dakota Eisenberg Johnson there too, right? No, no, no. They remade it with uh. Dakota Johnson, well, Mia God, suburbia. suburbia, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Suspiria got remade, That's but you would, one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, would yeah. really dig the original from '78. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's the, those Italians made crazy people movies mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in hearing two crazy people talk about. Italian horror movies, check out the mm. Fortress of Solid Dudes on the MCU Beyond the Fitty <laughs> podcast, because that's pretty much what most of the movie is about. Um, two other comic actors made it into the um, cast list. We have Diedrich Bader, who voiced Batman, Batman the Brave and the Bold. He oh, was sure. Bojack Horseman. He's um, just, he's in, he's the Drew in a lot show. of stuff. Drew Carey show. He's in a lot of stuff. Diedrich Bader's fantastic. He's, he gets uh, killed really shockingly oh, it's quick. It's like so crazy. It's yeah. insane. Like when he is in the movie, I'm like, oh, cool. I like him. Cool. You know, he's relatable to, to Freddie. And then like a lot of people complained about his death scene. Mostly it's because wild. it comes out of nowhere and it's so fucked up. Yeah, it is so fucked up. And it, like this is a kid's movie kind of. And like this is the scene where this dude is hypnotized to jump off of a roof and you hear the splat and Freddie's like, oh, my God. No. Like it's Yeah. Yeah, the only it's person nuts. who liked me is now dead, and yeah. you made him commit suicide. Yeah, it is wild. You know that South Park <laughs> bit where it's like, Simpsons did it, Simpsons did it. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole like dome around the town was really funny, and it reminded me of the Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dome was fun. Uh, yeah. And the other actor that came in here, who's from Peacemaker, funnily enough, is uh, Rizwan Manji. Oh, yeah, uh, I love Shit's that guy. Creek, Peacemaker, uh, he's, he's a character actor, he's in everything, he's fucking funny. Yeah, um, I was I was kind of upset with his inclusion only because he plays a different character in a Peacemaker, but then he dies in the opening sequence. So I was like, OK, it's fine. Yeah, it's kind of fun that they had him in there, though. Yeah, you know I, I, I mean? Every time he pops up, I know his face. I know his voice. I think he's funny. Yeah, so me too. Even though, you know, canon me is like, like just like, ah, oh, man, double yeah, your brain's like malfunctioning. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Cause when he first popped up, I was like, oh, that's cool. The guy from peacemaker got a new job. That's funny. And then if you look at the credits, they're two different guys. Like, ah, oh, lame. Yeah. No, that was the janitor from peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, two episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. he sold peacemaker weed. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I just liked a lot of, uh, I just like this movie. I don't know. Like, it's not amazing. I like the first one way more. Do you? But yeah, I think the first one just it just feels like a Shazam movie while this one feels like a comic book movie. Yeah, yeah. Like this one kind of loses the Shazam aspect of it. I mean, mostly because like the Shazam family is more mostly like a new thing, like not fully like Mary and Freddie have been around for a while. Forever. Like yeah, the yeah. extended family came around with the Jeff John stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of annoying that like like I feel like Shazam in the first movie, he got his own, like, you know, movie. And then it was the Shazam, the this final is the scene, he movie. gets the family. Yeah. 
I yeah. kind of feel like the family movie should have been the third film, but sure. given how it's going, I don't know if there'll be another Shazam movie. This movie's bombing at the box office. Yeah, that's a bummer too, man. It made I... less than any DC movie to 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 pop up, and then had a sixty five percent decrease. Yeah, over a I week. mean that happens, and this March is like I mean, Ant Man got fucked too, so. Yeah, this March is kind of like insane. Every week is a packed. new movie. So it yeah, was another big movie. Yeah, it was um what was it? Ant-Man, then Cocaine Bear, then um Scream. It was it was Ant-Man, Creed, Scream. Like Cocaine Bear you could throw in there cuz it did well cuz it was called Cocaine yeah. Bear, but mm-hmm. Creed was the big movie. Shazam, John Wick, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and then and then afterwards it's um it's oh my god! Uh, Mario's coming out like a week after. Oh yeah, and then Mario's coming out the week after Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. and then Renfield lot. comes out on the fourteenth. Yeah, it's April. a lot so to it's... keep up with. Yeah, and then two weeks later we have Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a and lot Fast going and on. Fast and the Furious right after that. Oh yeah, so yeah, we are stacked. Yeah, we are stacked. Yeah. I don't blame it completely on no, the, you know, I can't. I I don't blame it on the film. I blame it on people just. Honestly, being whiny babies. Do kids go to the movies? Do families bring their Honestly, kids? Honestly, no. The movies? When I saw the movie, there were no kids there. It was all adults. I went to the Saville movie theater. Mm. Uh, shout out Saville movie theater, right yeah, next the back to of biz. Android's amazing podcast. Android's amazing comics. Uh, ama- amazing comics. <laughs> yep, yep. That's got what I meant to got say. Tripping. <laughs> Saville, New York. Um, mm. You know, there were a lot of kids. It was a Saturday afternoon, but like, I don't know. Are families going to see superhero movies with their kids? Or is that something they're like, nope, that's stuff we go see. Mom and dad go to see it. You know, I have no, no I think um, it was a superhero movie. Like Cocaine Bear is like for mom and dad. Okay. In my opinion, mostly because of the R rating. But like, I feel like superhero movies, you take the kids to see, or it's a bunch of kids my age or adults your age who are just like, we don't yeah. have kids. We're just going to go see superhero movies. Like, sure. You know, I'll see any superhero movie that comes into theaters. Marvel, DC, independent, I don't care. I'll Valiant, of course. God, hey, Bloodsport's good. Not Bloodsport. Um Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Bloodshot's good. <laughs> Not great. I, it's good. I stand by Bloodshot. It's got stand cool it's Bloodshot. got a cool sequence by the end. Like there's a really cool end sequence, and I was like, Yeah. You know, I like I just wish he was bloodshot more. I you like Universal I mean? Soldier. Like I like bad mm-hmm. '90s action movies, and that reminded me of a bad '90s action movie. Oh, that's because that's the feel of the movie. No, but yeah. um, yeah, I I think Shazam is good. I think it's great, even in some parts. But as a yep. whole, I think I, on uh, what did I, I gave it a four out of five on. Oh, um, I was just about to say. But, I was just about yeah. to say. Uh, Give us your little little scoops. Well, at the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast, Fortress of Solid Dudes and Fett and the Furious, we like to have really, really confusing rating systems mm-hmm. that change depending on whatever the hell we're talking about. Sure. So what should we do here? One out of five rocks of eternity. Does that we sound could good? Do, yeah, we do rocks of eternity. Uh, we could do sentient um... caterpillars that we want to see more of that didn't pop up <laughs> until the very end. <laughs> We could do that. We could do unicorns. We could do pockets full of Skittles. Skittles. We should do pockets Pocket. full of Skittles. All right, all right. <laughs> One out of five pockets full of Skittles. What say you about Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods? Uh, three and a half pockets full of Skittles. Okay. I like the movie like we've been saying. I, I think it's got its comedy chops uh, akin to the first one. The emotional depth isn't as big as the first film, especially with Billy's arc and the lack of Asher kind of shows really heavily in this film. 
Okay. I hope he's doing something that makes him absent, and it wasn't just like, we just don't need to use him because Zach Levi's here. I And I love my boy Zach, but I don't know, man. Some of the stuff just... I like the first one a lot, and I think that's why I'm judging this not as harshly as I could be, but judging it harsher than sure other movies. Like Ant-Man, I gave like a friggin' like an 8 out of 10. I was that's like, crazy. Is... But like, I mean, in hindsight, I can see the issues, but Sure. When you're in the movies, man. You're watching it. Like, I don't know what I prefer more though, Ant Man or Ant Man or Shazam. That's like tough because they're both like this. They both feel like the same. Yeah, I I really prefer Shazam over Ant Man. I give this thing a four out of five. This movie knows exactly mm-hmm. what the hell it's doing. It knows exactly what audience it wants to do that for. It mm-hmm. looks polished. It looks finished. It mm-hmm. has a cohesive story that goes from point A to point B. It has people wearing actual costumes. I just don't like the nice. weird staples. I like them. Like, like I, I think weird metal bits that are just on the, I, I think the suit from the first one is perfect. I don't know why I, they changed it. I think these costumes are really clean. I like the hood. No hood. I no hood. I, I really like this movie and I like the vibe that it's going for mm-hmm. because again, like, you know, I'm a grown man on the internet with a podcast that complains about, you know, media that's really marketed towards children. Mm-hmm. And it's rare that I see something where I was like, yeah, this thing was actually made for kids and would be good for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a hundred percent that I am not the target audience for this thing. And I, I hope that kids who this is the target audience for go to see it. Like my buddy took his six year old to go see this thing. And the kid is freaking out. He loved it. It's a good movie. It's got a lot of, especially for kids, man. Like, especially I feel like this movie is like, I like my audience level ages 18 to 20. I'm almost 26 now. That's what I'm saying. 18 to 25 is the demo for most movies. Honestly, nowadays, I feel like this hits a good 18 to 25 demo. Anything older or uh, just around my age, it's good. It's gonna be like back and forth. Like you liked it a lot, but I know people your age don't give a shit about this movie. Of course, but kids love it. You know, like you said, your buddy six year old loved this movie. Loved. But there this are also movie. some scenes that a six year old shouldn't see. You think we used to? I used Only to a watch couple. RoboCop as like a little. Well, I mean, that's you know, eighties parents are you know a different yeah. ball game. <laughs> I also started smoking cigarettes at eight. You know yeah, what I well, mean? Well, you but know, that's you know, a story for a different crazy. podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's a different podcast. <laughs> story for a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. I I think for what this thing was trying to do, it it really really worked and. Mm-hmm. It was also kind of refreshing to see a superhero film that looked finished. I it's been a long time. Oh yeah, even... there's only like one or two scenes where the CGI was weird, but that's because they put Digimon's face on a Gal Gadot's body. Or... And I think that's what they were going for. Yeah, I think like uh, I wasn't gonna knock it for that one. The sequence that I'm giving a little bit more of like an uh, to was the opening sequence with the bridge. There were a few scenes where I was like, eh, it could be polished. I love like, that. But then by the end scene, with though. the big drag. Oh, the bridge scene itself was cool. The CGI. When's the just... last time we saw superheroes doing not things? Fighting a bad guy, the, just saving The Philadelphia people. fiascos. Yeah, like, what was it? Like, the first Fantastic Four movie? And that was basically just a way to get Jessica Alba in her underwear. You know what uh, I mean? Kind of saw. Oh, that was an interesting scene. Yeah, we yeah. kind of saw uh, that in Captain America Civil War. Like uh, 
whenever the crossbones explodes, that's yeah, like Sokovia. Like, yeah, Sokovia. They're like saving people. Or not Sokovia, South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that scene was like the last time I feel like we saw a superhero movie where they're just like actually saving people. But we're fighting crossbones in that scene. Yeah, this yeah there's was, a villain there. Yeah, this is just them like saving the day. Just saving the day. Just yeah, like, being it felt refreshing. Like, it felt a little refreshing, like opening up, and it's like, all right, there's like a cr- there's a big disaster, and we're gonna go fix it. And oh look, the bridge didn't fall apart, and it cuts to the bridge has been destroyed. And I was like, yes, that's great timing, good timing, <laughs> good comedic chops there. And yeah. the monsters at the end look great. Like oh yeah, the Cyclops and the Griffin. Like they the unicorn look- thing that was cool. Like of course unicorns exist, and they're the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and they that's right out of like a Ray Harryhausen Jason. <laughs> in the Argonauts Clash of the Titans design. Dude, there are a bunch really of scenes weird. where like civilians just get like absolutely murdered by these monsters. Like yeah. the Manticore like stabs this lady and throws yeah. her. I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. There are, like I've haven't seen a movie where so many civilians actually get seen on screen getting injured. I mean, never forget that Superman movie where 75 9-11s happened. Well, I mean, but you don't see everybody in the buildings getting like crushed. You just see <laughs> yeah, the buildings but... fall and you're like, there's people in there. Yeah, but they definitely use like 9-11 as a reference point to make it look the yeah. way it did. It's mm-hmm. so creepy. That movie's so creepy. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I really like Shazam Fury of the Gods. How did Travis like it? He loved it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We I mean, both he also likes it. bad Japanese movies. So Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> his tastes are a little skewed his letterbox is so funny because oh, i'll like... see him like he doesn't even do reviews sometimes he'll just be like two stars on this weird movie from this weird japanese movie from like the 50s i'm like okay like, yeah because he's how do you going... watch these <laughs> yeah well he's going through his like external hard drive of movies mm-hmm. so it's like he's starting from a to z with the bad japanese stuff oh man so, so it's like whatever title it is in japan and then he'll rate it but we mm-hmm. I think he's getting oddly competitive because last year my goal was to watch 500 movies and over a thousand hours of oh, man. cinema. And I accomplished that goal. And he's like, all right, I want to do that too. So we're both just like cranking. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. movie a night. The second I hang up with you, I downloaded Avatar The Way of Water. I, you know, watch it again. Oh, dude, my roommate's away. I'm about to go put it on the fucking 82-inch TV and just crank it with the sound bar. <laughs> I can't wait for it to come on to Disney+. Plus. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I got it on iTunes. There's mad extras. I was like, do I watch Ooh. the movie or do I watch the extras? Like, what I want to watch movie? the – I want to see director's commentary. Oh, God. The Cameron director's I wanna commentary. I want to see Cameron just talk about how the weird shit he did. How great it is. Yeah. 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 Avatar – its own game but that's the episode for a different time we're running out of time here we are running out of time here man i'm so happy that you liked this movie oh yeah i i feel like james would hate it do you i feel like this would be right up his alley because this is like a comic book movie but he doesn't like funny but like he barely likes ant-man this guy's gotta get he's gotta get taste i know (laughs) it's not taste it's just like you gotta know like come on this is what we this is the genre that we love brought to the big screen in the way like this is a faucet comic like he always talks about how he hates like comedy sequels and like the mcu like he doesn't like thor ragnarok and he hates love and thunder he doesn't like ant-man and the wasp justifiably so but like they're just like dude it's a comic book movie like just like when you were 10 did you think there was going to be a fucking ant- three Ant-Man movies? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like a fever let dream. It, let it happen, man. Like, like yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, be happy. This is the world we live in. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to talk to James later, and I'll get his mini review on the next episode. Um, Wunderbar. Did he go see it? I'm not positive. He's been sick all week, and his wife just got out of surgery, so she's recovering. So I don't know if they saw it yet, which is a good thing why he didn't come onto the show as well. Cool. But, uh... <laughs> I I went into Androids because yeah, I he went got to all go the spoilers, see... which I hate when he does that. He's like, yeah, I know everything that happens. I'm like, go fucking see the movie, James. Yeah, go see the movie. Just yeah. reading a plot summary is not going to see the movie, especially with this because the plot summary is just nothing. We didn't even talk about the plot of this movie because it's oh, just well, nothing. We, 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 you know, Billy's upset that his family wants to be separated, and blah, he stops blah, them blah, from blah, doing blah, that, blah. and he sacrifices himself at the end. Yeah, we got it. We we, we got, got it. it. Folks. We got it. This movie is a vibe. This movie is a vibe. This movie is the ethos. This movie is what Shazam is trying to be and who Shazam embodies and what it's trying to do. And it accomplishes all of those things. This is a Fawcett comic made for Gen Z. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it exists at the quality that it, it exists. It is wild. A big budget movie for Shazam. Captain yeah. Marvel Jr. Captain Every Power Jr. Captain Every Power <laughs> Jr. Yeah, it made me really happy. It was yeah. a refreshing, refreshing watch. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I went into Androids. I'm like, yeah, I got Shazam tickets for 2 o'clock. Bought my comics. And then came out and was like, it was good. And then like left really quick. <laughs> like I was like, by the way, that movie ripped. And just like left really quick. Yeah, so. I usually text my buddies when I'm out of the movie. I just go, whatever movie I saw, I go, Shazam good. Yeah. Because like everybody was shitting like everybody was shitting on Ant-Man. Everybody was shitting on Shazam. And I was like, Ant-Man good. Shazam good. Like, yeah, you texted me. Ant-Man good. I was like, Ant-Man okay. Yeah. Ant-Man okay. <laughs> well, you're you're a little bit more analytical than I am. Yeah, uh, when it comes to the MCU more specifically than the DCEU, but I'm glad you like Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Loved it. I like. I, I feel like for you, I was thinking like he's either gonna hate it or he's gonna love the shit out of it. Let's see. Loved it. Awesome. Adored it. Uh, so before we go, no no comics this week. James is not here to talk about them, but uh, you can go pick up Sereno from Luciano Vecchio. He got his comic coming out. Sorry if I butchered your last name, Luciano. Your uh, comic Sereno is coming out for uh, CEX Comics. Uh, we also have where's James text messages? Uh, Clobber in time, the ambassadors, Jabba's palace, and Indigo children. Go check those out over at Androids Comics down in Sable, New York. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You can head to our website, AndroidsComics.com, to check out this week's previews and new releases. You can follow us on Instagram at Androids underscore Comics, the podcast Instagram at Androids Amazing Podcast, and Twitter at Androids Amazing for up to date news. John, where can we find you? You can find me every Sunday at the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast, a show where fellow like-minded Marvelites have assembled to rate, review, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the MCU and beyond. I butchered that for the first time in a very long time. It's all good. We're loose right now. <laughs> yeah, we uh, are currently covering the Mandalorian episode by episode Hell every yeah. single Fett Sunday. Defend the Furious. Defend the Furious. Yeah, we <laughs> stuck with the name. Um, you gotta. Yeah, we're we're covering the Mandalorian right now. We did have an episode on Shazam: Fury of the Gods. So if you are interested in hearing more about. Uh, shazam fury the gods go check us two out. hours longer probably oh yeah i think it was like a three hour long podcast we went real deep on that one it's a very fun episode um yeah you guys you go, can... yeah we do <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on social media at our facebook page the mcu beyond affinity podcast facebook group a wonderful place that cure travis and i have curated to discuss any and all things related to Marvel, pop culture, DC, you name it. We're talking about it over there. Uh, my Instagram is con, K-H-A-N-2-1-1-2. 
too. Um, yeah, you can check out my art there too. I've been doing a lot of cartooning lately. Yeah, so. tiny bit of housekeeping because I forgot to do it at the top of the show. Unknown Heroes is coming back for a volume two launching in May. I will link in the description the upcoming um, – what is it? The Kickstarter has this like uh, sh- uh, notify me when launched. Uh, the link is out. We've been sending it out to people. I'm going to send it. I'm going to post it in the just uh, the oh my god description. Yep. Uh, Unknown Heroes Volume Two. John's in it. Uh, we're in it. We're coming back. We're doing some crazy stuff. Super excited. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. Support your local comic book shops and have a nice day. Oh, peace. Goodbye.